So you wanted to kick this off with uh, your your ride or die, didn't you? The for life episode. Did I? Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what were you saying? You said right after we watched it in the theater, you went geek pants for life, ride or die, geek pants for life, or something like that. You said. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What is it like? Uh, geek pants. Geek pants. <laughs> what, <laughs> what you gonna, gonna do? do? <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. That was so oh. one month ago. After getting through Bad Boys 2, one could say that they were hopeful that Bad Boys 3 would be just as good, if not better, than Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Maybe on the level of Bad Boys 1, right? I mean, uh, yeah. They had 18 years to make it better, so. I'm happy to say that uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life, which I'm surprised they didn't just hang on to that title for the fourth movie so they can do their four for life. I'm you know? glad they didn't, though. <laughs> like, I'm really, really glad that they didn't do that bullshit, like, fantastic. Like, ugh. Yeah. You know? I just hope that it's not, because number four has already been there. It's happening because for life was such a huge hit. And I hope they don't go Bad Boys 4 is just Bad Boys 4. Because then, then it's just like a one, two, four, life, four. Uh, you know what? Maybe it'll be Bad Boys fourth gear. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I think it'll just be Bad Boys 4. Yeah. They might even just do Bad Boys and then have like some sort of a tagline. It, bad know? Boys, what you going to do? <laughs> well, they're not going to ask you to do the taglines. I'll say that much. Just going to say They that. should. They no, they shouldn't. They should. What you gonna do? That's terrible. What you gonna do? Hey, uh, Sony, I am available to be hired. You know, I mean, my brother's working for Universal now. I will gladly take a job at Sony. <laughs> I was so pumped when he said that. I was like, man, we, uh, I, I didn't think he wasn't gonna get it, but I'm so glad that he did. Isn't that crazy? I, I'm, I'm so proud of him. Man. It's not crazy. I mean, the I'm kid so is- proud of him. I, I, I looked at you know, the first pieces of art he did on Photoshop in the back of my parents' store me as the Hulk and him playing his guitar in front of fireballs. And it's just like, yeah, like uh, see that. And then to see what he does now. And you're just like, man, like that's incredible. So cool. So cool. Um, but yeah, so bad boys for life, 18 years after number two <laughs> finally happened. Uh, Will Smith has got top billing now. No longer. I know, not going to lie though. Uh, when this was announced, I, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> When it was announced, I was like, oh. I I, well, I didn't roll my eyes because I was like, I love those guys together, no matter how bad two may be. But it, it was well, kind of like, well, okay. It's Will also Smith, kind of a mixed bag for me, too, because like. Martin Lawrence has been doing nothing. Will he's Smith, been doing nothing. Will, Will Smith, Smith kind of really has some, some misfires really there. And I mean, like, I, I went from being like a huge Will Smith fan to suddenly being like, ooh. Like, I rewatched uh, I Am Legend recently with Michelle. Yep. And it is better than I've given it credit for in the past. Uh, but, that, I mean, there's still things that like, I, I, I disagree with. Like, I don't think they should have CGI'd every single one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or at least put more of the budget into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then at least that would have held up more. But uh, I saw yeah. I don't really like the ending either. It's sad when those movies from like the early 2000s have shitty CGI because it really does age them. 
You know, it's not like watching Johnny Mnemonic and you just expect the CG to look garbage. because Yeah, like, exactly. Like when you're talking like mid to late 90s, you're not yeah. expecting it to be really, really good by any means. But then like at the time period that I Legend came out, you know, this is in and around like uh, the X-Men franchise, the Spider-Man franchise, uh, you know, the Matrix franchise. So like right. these are all like cgi fests but you watch any one of these movies and they all still largely hold up nicely you know whereas that cgi for some reason just i remember when i watched it the first time ever when it came out and i was just like you 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 forgive it because you're like yeah but whatever but now in retrospect i'm like they couldn't make that any better like i've seen like i said like all those franchises i've mentioned in and around that time period all better all cgi is better than all of them and it's not like this didn't have a a shitty budget this had a fairly big budget because yeah you had will smith and you had the king of summer blockbuster right i think it was a big budget because they actually shut streets down i mean like that's new york like yeah 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 exactly air (laughs) but uh but anyway, so for me, like Will Smith has always been hit or miss. I will say that since like Suicide Squad in particular, where I was like, okay, like I think he's kind of like, I don't want to say he pulled his head out of his ass, but I think he pulled his head out of his ass <laughs> and was like, yeah, I mean, more mindful of the project that he was getting into and saying, oh, okay. Cause like, I mean, like, I think you get a couple of flops and then he's, then you have to start going, wait a minute, hold on a second. You know, you got to regroup a bit because like After Earth was a big flop for him. Big flop for him, actually. Mm -hmm. And what else? I mean, things fade. I mean, these these guys and I I don't think Will Smith's type of guy that would have his head up his ass. But I mean, he probably felt pretty capable of always delivering 100 million plus hits. Um I, I when I said like head up his ass, I mean like I don't mean like he he bought into his hype. I just think he just that level of uh, celebrity changes you. And hundred percent. I mean, it it, it's got to right. I do right. feel like there was a sense of untouchable to him, so it was kind of like because it's kind of like Tom Cruise too. There's that level of untouchableness for then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute, hold on a second, you have to regroup. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I remember like these these guys got whole teams behind them. They got an agent, a PR person, and these people are feeding them that oh, and that's are unstoppable, at, right? Like, I think he got to a point where he just had to kind of go, wait a minute, what is happening? Yeah, because at first I was like, Suicide Squad's kind of a weird choice for Will Smith to do. Yeah, and then I, I'm glad he did. But it. Then I was kind of like, it was good to do a weird choice to do something yeah. where people go, whoa, you did this instead of Independence Day two, like. Yeah, yeah, and Weird. in retrospect, it's a good thing he wasn't in Independence Day too. Well, that was- I mean, no, no, that was they good. had they had two scripts. They had two scripts for Independence Day too. One had him, one didn't, and I feel like it would have been stronger with him. Oh yeah, well, and knowing that they had, I didn't realize they had two different scripts. They so. did. They had one, and the one they wanted to do was with him, obviously. Obviously. But I guess he already said yes. And it wasn't even a matter of him not wanting to do it. It was, I'm already committed to Suicide Squad. Yeah. So. 
in retrospect, Fox and Roland Emmerich should have just been like, okay, we'll wait a couple years until you're free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. They should have waited. I don't think it was already what, like a bajillion years in between sequels anyway. What's it? Yeah, I mean, what's a couple more years? You know, but again, I think it's uh, that part of it is Jurassic World because that was such, uh, and, and The Force Awakens. Those two reboot goals were so massive that the industry kind of went, we could do this with anything. Yeah. I noticed they didn't do that with Stargate, though. <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie, but I don't think anyone really thinks of it as a movie anymore. It's a, It's been such a established yeah, it's television a series. For so long. That's right. Yeah. So. Three different TV shows, actually. Three or I think even maybe four now. Like it's Stargate. And then there was Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, and then SG-1 or something like that. Well, SG-1 was the first one. So SG-1 was the first TV show. I wonder, okay, I got, I'm got. i on IMDb already, so I'm going to look okay. up Stargate now. I want to see Stargate. So Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate the movie, Stargate Universe, Stargate Origins, Stargate oh. Continuum, Stargate the Ark of Truth. Good God. <laughs> it's all TV shows or is this like TV shows and, and TV movies? Um, it looks like Continuum and Arc of Truth were movies. Okay. Origins doesn't say. Universe is a series, so. I, I was going to say Universe sounded like a, a series. Origins is probably a series as well. Yeah, so at least three or four shows. And then a couple TV movies and then the movies, so. That's crazy yeah yeah anyway and funny enough star yeah stargate is roland emmerich too i know that's why i referenced it because like you think i have a hate on for roland emmerich uh i don't i mean that guy gave us stargate he gave us universal soldier too exactly so you know i independence day is better than resurgence i will say that yeah you've warmed up to it over the years how's that for a compliment Yes, you had some hard hate on that movie in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. you did. I'm like, why? The dog lived. It didn't die. <laughs> it doesn't make or break a movie. It doesn't help a movie. But it, it came close to breaking movies for you back then, though. It did come. It still dog does. died. Done. <laughs> it still does come close, but like daylight. I remember where I was like, oh, they killed the dog, and then the dog lived, and you and I was like, oh. Yeah, funny movie that we saw in the theater. Yeah, love Daylight so good. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that the other day because we were talking about how, and and you reminded me like I was more of a Stallone guy than you were. I watched more of his movies than you, and then then I was like, yeah, but why would we see Daylight in the theater? Isn't that weird? Like, why why would you be one guy over the other? Like, I think it just depends. I like, think about it. I mean, like I was a Van Damme guy as a kid, and then yeah, I was a Schwarzenegger. I was a, I was a Schwarzenegger Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of it was because I think Stallone did a lot more R-rated stuff, and I just didn't really. I mean, yeah, Van Damme stuff was R-rated and everything, but I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I feel like strategy, right. So, and I think it also comes down to part of it is whatever your dad likes too, right? Because right. you got into a lot of that stuff because of what your dad was into. Uh, yeah, I mean, my dad was Steven Seagal. I am not a Steven Seagal guy by any means. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but like at the same time though, you can't deny that like uh I got I got into Van Dam because of Bloodsport and I got into Bloodsport because I did karate. I got into Van Dam because I was I was in oh, I was in Bradford visiting with my cousins or it was one of those like summer visits to the cousins and stuff like that. And uh, what was the one where Van Dam and his brother, like they were, he played the twin oh, brother. Double impact. Double impact. That's right. So double impact was on and I watched that. And I remember just being like, Oh, oh. so I got into Van Dam because of that. I and then that. of course, because like you were into Van Dam as well. So that helped. Schwarzenegger I was into because of Trevor. Trevor was into Schwarzenegger. So I watched Predator because uh, and Commando because of because uh, Trevor. Nice. I watched all of Schwarzenegger. My, my grandfather and my uncle liked Schwarzenegger when I went to their movie store. So I yeah. watched I watched all his old stuff like The Running Man. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched The Running uh, Man. Uh, Red, Red Dawn, is that what it was called? With Jane Belushi? No, Red, Heat. Red, Red Heat, Heat with Jim Belushi, yeah. Yeah. I watched that one later on. I didn't even know he made it until I saw it on TV. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I watched it. I was like, this is awesome. This is so great. They even had the VHS for Pumping Iron there. <laughs> I ne- I yet to watch Pumping Iron all the way through. That's one and, of the And actually movies. Conan the Barbarian. That one too. I watched That's one of the only uh, Schwarzenegger movies I haven't watched all the way through is Pumping Iron. Yeah. And it, I was weird when I was watching it. I was like, oh, he's playing himself. Oh, Had and, no idea. Sorry. Uh, Hercules goes to New York. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch that one all the way through. And Red Sonia, where I was so confused. I was like, he looks like Conan, but he's not Conan. I actually, yeah, no, but I watched those ones. So I watched Conan 1 and Conan 2, and then I watched Red Sonia. And I said the same thing. I was like, this is kind of weird, but yeah. okay. Fine. Why didn't they just make him Conan? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then of course, because of the store, we ended up watching, I think, like every single one of his movies. Like, remember The Sixth Day? <laughs> Oh, the sixth day. Oh, how about a eraser? Oh, eraser. So eraser was a badass oh, movie. We saw that one in the theater, and yeah. I'm like so glad I got to see that in the theater. Loved was eraser. Too- it was so good. So good. So cheesy, but yeah. so good. So good. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we're all off on bad boys. Bad boys for life. We should have did this for the second bad boys. I don't know, man. We- <laughs> yeah, yeah ran out the clock for that one but okay yeah. uh anyway so <laughs> i wish i like i actually do kind of wish i, I really watched bad boys 3 just to be a bit more fresh but i don't there is nothing in that movie that i didn't like and there it's... was stuff in there that they could have went differently like when they introduced uh the team that they were working with that could have dragged down the movie, but luckily, like everyone in the team was great. They had their own different yeah. characters. Great cast of characters. And they yeah. were fleshed out. They weren't just big meatheads that were just standing around, you know? Like Exactly. Like every single character, uh, every single person on the team had a character that you could get behind. Every single one of them. You know, like uh, Vanessa Hutchins. Hutchins, yeah. Yeah, she was there. She was the fangirl, but she was also very capable, very smart. That's the other thing. Not one of these people are are treated as being stupid uh, or extraneous. They all have a role in this team. uh, And it was cool to see, you know, Mike 
dealing with the fact that they're looking up to them. Like these people are looking up to him and Marcus and he's rolling with that. Well, at the same time, there's the one guy who's like him when he was younger. So of course they're butting heads. Yeah. Um, you got the big tank who doesn't want to fight at all. Yeah. Cause he's scared. He'll kill people. Like, exactly. And, and I mean, then, and you, then knew, you knew he was going to, by the end of the movie, get into the field to some degree, but I do like how they didn't treat it. Like he was a fully fleshed in the field. It was still, he was still more of a tech guy. He was going to do that aspect, but uh, even just the subplot of the two of them getting older, Mm-hmm. Well, they touched upon that in the second one, was handled way better in this one. Like way better, way like better. Like even when they're talking about how Mike's getting older, and he's just like, "No, I'm good. I'm great." And it's just like, "Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah, getting one block without huffing and puffing." <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, but even just when he got took out in the movie, like right at the beginning of the movie. And he got shot up. I was like, "What the?" Fuck? I sat up in my chair because I was like. Because it wasn't just one shot. Like, he got blown away four or five times. Yeah, he got lit up. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I was stunned. And I was like, and I'm so glad that in the the trailers leading up to that, they give you no indication of that at all. Like, you didn't think that that was going to happen. Great bad guys in this. Uh, and lots of, like, crazy twists. And even the fact that it, like, touched on supernatural elements at times. Like just yeah, like just kind of teasing that aspect was really really cool. Yeah, they handled it in a really cool way where they they made you think maybe just maybe she is a fucking witch. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> but even just the subplot with uh, you know the young kid rising up the ranks and being like the new drug boss was like incredible, and we we're trying to figure out how this kind of tied in type of thing, and then. When you get to the point where you realize it's his son, I was like, whoa. But it, was, it wasn't like I was floored because it was kind of like, oh, yeah. But it was really cool how they did it where it wasn't like, like fuck off. Like, yeah, I, was, I wasn't expecting it. They weren't really teasing it. They, yeah. they, there was some kind of connection and that Mike Lowry was supposed to be saved for last. She was very angry when he shot him up first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, it was. I, I I love I love the the pacing and the build up in it. It it killed me to see the captain get shot and die. I can't believe that they did that. I, I absolutely. I actually they, cried. I actually I couldn't cried. believe that they did that. Like I I wasn't as emotional as you are, which is surprising. Cause I'm a big baby, but because uh, they were having such a great moment too. Like come on over and we'll have dinner and yeah. And then he gets. It was one of those. I think it was part of it where you go like, no, oh, they're not going to kill him off. And then they do the funeral scene, and you're like, they fucking killed him off. Holy shit. Because it came out of nowhere. I mean, you didn't see the bad guy setting up to shoot him or anything. Like, it's just a conversation, and all of a sudden, yeah. blood is flying, and you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, it really hammered home that this is a, a different type of bad boys flick, right? Yeah. Which is weird because it's still a bad boys flick in the sense that you have, uh, like your dad said, you had Marcus and Mike fighting. <laughs> fighting each other no shortage of argument nope and then of course uh you know dealing with uh this you know new big crime thing that only they can handle uh nobody else can handle (laughs) yeah then of course you had the subplot with the team which could easily have derailed the movie uh you also had the subplot with 
the leader of the team, which I can't remember her name, but she was, of course, a former girlfriend of Mike Lowry. And you're like, okay, like they had cliched subplots, just like in Bad Boys 2 with the, you know, dating behind the back and wanting to leave and stuff like that. Those are cliched subplots, but they just did him so much better, like so much better in the sense that like, I don't like saying that it's a cliched subplot, even though it is, but it was just handled so much better. And it was like, it was kind of the same scenario with Bad Boys 2 in the sense that everyone's really good in their roles, but they were also very fortunate that they were in a really, like a much better movie, like a better script, better writing, better pacing. All of it was better across the board and also didn't have as much Michael Bay, (laughs) stereotypical Michael Bay stuff in it. It's like, I would hold that down a bit. I found it a little weird at first that he didn't sign on to direct this one, but then as I was watching it, I was so happy he didn't. I uh, remember this this conversation sparked one of the first times in Bad Boys Two where I was like, okay, and it's that scene where they're shooting up in the Haitians' uh, house, right? And constantly do that spinning around move where they touch base with everybody that's shooting. And the first time they did it, I, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually a really cool shot. I really like that. But then after the seventh rotation, you're like, can, can, I, can you stop? I don't want to puke while I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah. And there was none of those flourishes where you're just like, okay, I get it. You know, you're really cool at shooting stuff, but stop. <clears throat> you know? And yeah, you're right. Like, for Bay not to direct this, it's surprising, but it's also a welcome change. Welcome change. I mean, he, he had his little cameo in there. Yep. Which is cool. I guess I guess he helped in handpicking these new directors. He liked their well, I mean, it was kind of the same thing with Ninja Turtles, where he was like, because he, he did the same thing. He didn't direct Ninja Turtles. He no. produced it. Although I still think that he directed it. <laughs> Because he handpicked the director, but the director was literally out of the school of Michael Bay's handbook, which in some movies works really well. Like, I still think, like, Transformers 1 was so good, was so good. Like, the spectacle aspects of Michael Bay worked so well with that. Uh, The story, for the most part, was pretty tight. The uh, it's only when you start getting to the second one and the third where you're just like, okay, all right, and this the second one's still really good, just not as good as the first. And the third is visually great, <laughs> story wise, is all right. The but... second one, the second Transformers had the same problem with Bad Boys, it was too long again, it was too, too long and just the editing, it wasn't yeah. edited properly, it just the yeah. third one was long, but the third one had a little more meat on the bone. So yeah, I agree. feel like, okay, it's a little better. Story-wise was better than the second one, but visually uh, looked better, obviously, because there was more money into it. Yeah. Although I haven't watched any of the uh, remaining ones. Well, I, you know what? The fourth one, Extinction, I, it was actually enjoyable. It's probably my favorite one after the first. Um, no, you don't like First Night? <laughs> the First Night, number five. Is the biggest piece of garbage <laughs> ever in the theater. I it's probably the worst movie I've ever watched on the big screen. I'm not even joking. It was so awful. Oh, really? So awful. Really? I watched it with my dad. And this oh, this is how bad it is. My dad didn't even like it. Oh. 
<laughs> your dad, your dad is like, because I remember when I watched the Ninja Turtles one and I wanted to talk to your dad about it because he loved it. He thought it was so good. Yeah. And I remember just kind of being like, like he, I will say this about your dad. Like he does kind of, he's so enthusiastic about the movie itself that it almost makes me go like, am I watching this like a prick? <laughs> like, am I watching this wrong? Should I rewatch? I've rewatched it. And I, I still maintain it's a garbage movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible Ninja Turtle movie is what yeah. it is. Uh, Out of the Shadows is a better Ninja Turtles movie, but it's still part of that garbage franchise. So it's still just like, it's better, but it's... Ugh, better. It's it definitely be better. I mean, correcting, right? It was, it was weird. Out of the Shadows is weird. I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like Michael Bay directing an episode of the animated TV series from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, it's hard to get the taste out of your mouth from the first one, because the first one is just so god awful can opener shredder it's not even like mech. mechazord shredder or like or the eight foot tall turtles so this is already why out of the shadows is better i enjoyed bebop and roxanne and shredder was <laughs> yeah. back to being small they were yeah. introducing yeah. Krang. like Krang, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that, that was like yeah okay this is if this was the first movie, then I would have been a lot more forgiving of the franchise. But the fact that the fact that they, they tried so much course correcting in the first movie and it still was like, everyone was like, uh, what the fuck? And then they, so they did it again in the second movie and was like, Ugh. anyway, so Bad Boys 3 was awesome. <laughs> You're doing a piss poor job at keeping us reined in. I'm the one that's keeping us going here. I... <laughs> It's, you, know what it's, it is. you know what it is it, it's the fact here 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 it is yeah we're not side by side for one thing yeah. we haven't talked in over a month and i don't give a shit because there's worse things out there than you watching a, a video that's all over the place that's true that's true and for the people that'll sit through this thank you yeah. <laughs> that's literally thank all you. i gotta say but I, these are also people that sat through it before so they know what they're getting into Back in back back a year ago or so, if we did one of these, I'd Frankenstein the shit out of that and try to release it as four different episodes. This is going up as one big bad boy, and I'm going to call it Bad Boys for Life, and everyone's going to be blown away by the comic book talk, the Transformers talk, the Ninja Turtles talk, <laughs> shit that has nothing to do with bad boys. But hey, yeah. you know, but like I said, like uh, they they know what they're getting into, so it's it's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. And where <laughs> are we at now? Like this is going to be episode eighty, I think. I think so. I'll look. Whew. Man. We're, Two we're, instances where you touched your phone to my one, so. We're nearing that 100 mark. We were going to do something pretty spectacular, but <laughs> we'll see. So. Yeah, it's going to be 80 because our PlayStation episode was 76. Yeah. And this will be 80. Yeah, this will be yeah. number 80. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they stopped kind of listing them. Actually, hold on a second. Well, whatever. Regardless, <clears throat> although the uh, the PlayStation one was really good. Yeah, thank you. That was that was a hell of an edit on that one. I was gonna say that must have been a hell of an edit. Yeah, but even like the first that twenty minute teaser, I was like, that's really cool. I like that. So yeah, see. Uh, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that with this one because we had a good twenty minutes on comic book talk at the beginning. That that I'll might see, make it. Uh, um, I guess really because 
was there anything in Bad Boys 3 that you didn't like? There is nothing, honestly, nothing about Bad Boys for Life I did not like. We watched it. I smiled. And when I'm smiling the whole movie, I'm watching a good movie. Yeah. And I walked, I out, and I walked out of there feeling great and hoping yeah. for a fourth movie. Like, it was so good. I, because, and for me, like, I went in there thinking, like, you know what? Like, we'll see it in the theater. Uh I, th- I think it'll be good. Like I hope as long as it's better than the second one, then that's fine. I wasn't expecting it to literally be in the running to be the best movie of the franchise. Um, and, and, and here we are like, and like I said too, like you have generic subplots in this movie. And I say generic in the sense that, because like a lot of movies have that where, you know, they're the fourth or fifth of a franchise. So they're injecting, you know, younger characters to, sort of splinter off and you saw that in uh, in mission impossible three you actually saw that for the first time where they injected like uh actors like name actors at the time like uh, john rice whatever his last name is i can't remember davies yeah john rice davies um and uh the nikita actress was in there as well yeah maggie q uh who else was in there was so you had like young blood injected into this and when i rewatched, uh every time i've watched mission Impossible three i always got the impression that john rice was supposed to be the guy that takes over for ethan hunt and when i rewatched it again you really get the sense that he it's kind of like uh agent brand's character in ghost protocol where you get the sense that they're grooming that character to take over mm-hmm now you realize that no one's going to take over. Yeah. No, you know I mean? not like, until Tom Cruise is dead. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and Ethan Hunt is not going to have that uh, Rambo ending where he gets to go home. <laughs> Ethan Hunt is going to die saving the world. And then that's it. And I think the franchise is going to sit for a few years and then they won't necessarily reboot it. But they'll they will take on after that. I think. I think they'll, that's how we'll do going. something with it. Then we'll do a TV series with. Well, I know that like uh, Christopher McQuarrie has said that uh, you know Top Gun two, like Top Gun Maverick, which looks amazing. Yeah. And Mission Impossible eight, like they're not going to be happy endings for Ethan Hunt or or his Maverick character because they can't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because. It's kind of like I feel like with John Wick too, where if this guy's still alive, what's going to stop him from continuing to do what he's doing, right? Right. But we'll see what happens. We'll see exactly what happens. But like I was saying, so getting back to you know uh, Bad Boys Three, when you inject that young crowd into this movie, and it's not just one guy; it's a team of them. I immediately was like, okay, so this could break the movie. Because, like, it broke Mission Impossible 3, right? Mm-hmm. But because, like I said right at the beginning, the characters were very quickly fleshed out. Like, right away fleshed out so you knew what kind of character you were dealing with with all four of them. or Yeah, all four of them, because, of course, the lead is the ex-girlfriend. But they also make you know that she's capable without Mike Lowry. You know, she's just... It's like uh, it's like me and my wife. Like I'm 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 great without Michelle, and she's great without me. But together we're amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that feeling there, <clears throat> and I'm happy that the characters 
all each had separate characters that you could get behind and make sense without going like, what? None of this makes sense. So it's like a really well done script, really well acted script where, and, and just visually well done all the way through. It's an amazing movie. <laughs> like yeah. it's just really, really it's fantastic. Like, I'm and I was glad that they picked buying the it for. Uh, I was happy with how it ended in the sense that you knew that Mark, Mike, and Marcus were still going to be working. The team was still going to be working, and it was great because they left it in the sense that the team will be doing their own thing or could be doing their own thing, and Mike and Marcus could, could be doing their own thing. But at any point in time, dovetail into each other or not. Yeah. And it would still make sense. Yeah. It's still great. Like when they, if they show, I shouldn't say that when they show up in bad boys four, I'm not going to be like, Ugh. I'm going to be like, yeah, all yeah right. exactly. Fucking right. Yeah. It's like the, uh, <laughs> the two other cops that are in every one of the movies where they bust each other's nuts. Oh, all right. Them. Yeah. Yeah. But at nice. the top of a hat, they're like, Hey man, we need you. And they're just like, whatever you need. You know, there's none of that. And I, that was one of the things like when you watch one and two and you go to three and you're like, oh man, that's great. Every single movie, they're in every single movie and it's the same thing where they'll go like, ah, oh, fuck you. You guys are losers. And then the second they need help, they're like, yeah, we'll help you. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, even just the, like I keep saying the pacing because Bad Boys 2 was a slog to get through. I almost didn't want Bad Boys 3 to end. That's how much fun I was having. You know yeah. what I mean? Like That's how much I enjoyed the 100%. Movie. I, I was feeling like if any Bad Boys is going to be 30 minutes too long, it should have been this one. Cause... Exactly. So like when we finally get to the ending and, you know, you got his son who is now remorseful of the things he's done. So then when you get that stinger teaser where – <clears throat> you know, Mark or Mike is saying like, I got a job for you. That'll help uh, work down your sentence. You were like, yes. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was so great. Like I, I'm at a point now where if a movie has a stinger, I almost go like this, like, Ugh. like, do you need to? So like when I found out that follow didn't have a stinger, I was like, okay. When we got to the end of fallout, I was like, Whew, I'm glad there's no stinger. This is yeah, so I, great. I need a breather for a second here. <laughs> this is so awesome. It was so great that it was refreshing not to have it. But then when, and I don't want to say it's a stinger because it, it was the end of the movie. It wasn't after credits or anything like that, but it was still just like, ooh. So <laughs> spent the entire movie injecting enough blood into the franchise that getting to a fourth I can't wait now. Like, I'm literally like, I don't want to wait 18 years, you know? Eight years between one and two, I was like, at the time, I was like, man, like, I can't believe we had to wait eight years. Then we watched the movie, and then we're like, it felt like it took eight years to watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and then when they, you know, announced this one, I was like, I was hesitant, but now I'm like, I don't want to wait 18 years. I, I want to wait as long as, we can because of the current pandemic and stuff like that, but I don't want to wait longer than we have to is where I'm at, you know? And, uh, and I'm also really glad that it did so well and they had a great time doing it that they want to do another one. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
especially for Martin Lawrence, like, I feel like he's kind of like, I'm ready to retire kind of thing. He actually, he had said that he really only came out of retirement for this movie. Yeah. Like he, he said like, like basically all it was was Will Smith saying, Hey man, you want to do bad boys three? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then like months would go by and he'd be like, Hey, so we're going to do bad boys three. He's like, yeah, yeah, we got to work on the script. We can't, you know, and I'm, I'm actually glad that it got to a point where they're like, I think this is perfect. And then they did it and it, and it was perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing in the movie that I don't like. There's not even things where I'm like, yeah, they could have done this or this. Cause I think that's part of the enjoyment for me watching a movie is when I'm watching it and I'm not going, yeah, but I would do this or I would do that. I was like, I'm just watching it going like, I want to see what happens next. And even when like they got to this scene where you knew that the drug bust was going to go sour. Like when he's trying to get the guy to uh, have evidence on the big bad guy, like to figure out what the hell's going on and who this new player is. You knew it was going to go bad because there was no way that that scene wasn't going to go bad. But even the way they did it, you were still just like, oh, fuck, that was such a good scene though. Like it was so awesome. And it really showed the strengths of all the key characters in the team. It was like, I can't say enough good things about this movie and I can't wait to actually physically own this movie. So same here. I'm going to hundred percent physically own this movie. And uh, even if I have to own a a three pack, which I probably will just to to say I have it, but yeah, it's going to be one of those ones where out of the blue, I'll go, you know what? I'll watch bad boys again. Mm -hmm. And I'll go, yeah, I'll watch bad boys for life again. Bad Boys 2? Are we doing a retrospective cam cast? No, I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> well, I'm not going to watch that movie again. You know? No, no, we are done with that one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, again, like we, we talk about the, the possibility of never going and seeing a movie in the theater again and how that it's going to be weird and different. And this is one of those times where I, I go, yeah, because part of the reason why I love this movie so much is because, you know, we don't go to this theater all the time with just you and me. It's rare. I think the last time we did that was, uh, Oh, evil Superman. What the hell? Bright. Oh, Brightburn. 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 That's right. Brightburn. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was just on a whim type of deal. Like I was like, I'm going to go watch a movie. I'm going to see if yeah. Chris wants to come with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then, uh, so part of that was that whole experience. Cause I will, if we never go to the theater again, like if for whatever reason, the theater is just not something that is part of the normalcy, the new normal, yeah. that's going to be a hard one for me to deal with because I love that whole experience, you know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. because like it, it just, it literally, it's like that work home divide, right? where now my dining room is my office, so to speak. And my break room is my couch, which I can see from here, you know? Yeah, sure, I got a window, which is nice, but there's no divide. Whereas going to the theater, you walk through the theater and for that two hours, maybe three hours, all of that life that you, (laughs) you know, have swirling around your head at all times uh, is gone. Yeah, it stopped at the doors coming in. That's right. That's right. Whereas, and you said this too, like, uh, you know, your phone is away. 
You're not on your phone in any way, shape, or form. Right, and that's horrible. Like this day and age, if I'm watching a movie that's not really just holding me as tight as it should be, I'm like this, right? Yeah. And and I'm looking back and forth. In the theater, that is put away. And if it's a piece of garbage I'm watching, well, I guess I'm going to deal with it or walk out of the theater. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. You're going to make two choices. One is sit through it. Maybe it'll get better. Hope it does. Or you're going to go, fuck it, I'm out. And I don't think I've ever walked out on a theater movie. Striptease. Striptease we walked out on because we got hats. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, I was getting hounded hard. <clears throat> Although to be fair, to be fair, uh, we got carded when we paid for the tickets. Yeah. I think we got carded when we went to the ticket taker. No, we didn't get carded when we went to the ticket taker, but we got carded twice in the theater. Like we, were the un- we were underage on that, man. No, no, we were 14. I'm pretty sure we were 13 and my mom got us in there and then we split off while she went with my brother and sister to the other screen. No, we were 14 because that was the whole reason for us seeing a 14A movie. The problem was you went with me and I did not look 14. (laughs) No facial hair, a good foot shorter. (laughs) Because we were ID'd. We were ID'd when we bought the tickets. And then we were ID'd again twice in the actual theater. Once before the movie started. And then the second time is the first pair of tits that were shown. Then all of a sudden flashlight in her face. And then you were like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's just go watch Multiplicity. Which I still maintain in retrospect was the best choice we could have made because Multiplicity was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. I mean, we only caught the end of it. But it's all right because at that time we had already seen Naked Demi for a while. (laughs) No, because we missed the first 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, we were in striptease for about a half hour. That's right. We were in there long enough to see Naked Demi and Greasy Burt Reynolds. And that was it. And then like <laughs> in, later on, years later, when I actually watched striptease, I was I remembered saying to you, like, this is a fucking pile of garbage. It was a, a bad fucking, movie. <laughs> it was a pile of garbage. It was made, it was sold on the fact that you got to see her naked, and yeah. which fine. Like it's not like she was ugly by any means, but it was just like everything else about this movie was fucking brutal a couple of dirt bags eh? we're 14 let's watch the naked girl movie <laughs> that's the only time it's okay to be a dirt bag is when you're 14 and fueled with hormones it's when you're 45 and you're going to the theater to see fucking debbie moore's tits just yeah. to see this, right yeah. that's that's when you're a dirt bag 45 all alone you're watching 50 shades of gray <laughs> yeah like that's what i mean like there's certain movies like if you were watching it by yourself especially you're like okay you're a dirt bag like like I, I, I was watching Dracula and there was tits in Dracula. And I was like, wait, what? Like on Netflix too. I didn't think Netflix showed movies with nudity. Oh, yeah. but I realized now they do, but I was like, oh, there's, I forgot all, that there was nudity. And then I remember literally thinking to myself, there wasn't really any need for it. <laughs> it wasn't like the story was enriched because their tits were out. I was Back like, in oh. the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah, there. If yeah, you have nudie in there, we're putting it in there. It doesn't even matter if it serves the story. Watch those movies, and then you're just like, wait a minute, hold on. There was no nudity. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, like it was kind of it was surprising to see nudity in Dracula, and, and like I said, it almost immediately like, oh okay, but okay, it's there. Right. It's like it's like God of War, like when they had nudity in God of War, and I was like, oh wow, okay. 
that's surprising. Completely <laughs> didn't need it, but okay. <laughs> oh, man. Well. <laughs> oh, what did I want to say? The, uh, the kid that played Mike's son, yes. has he been in anything else? Because I don't recognize him. I didn't recognize him either. Let me pull him up here. Uh, Jacob Cibrio. He is, he's been in We Die Young with Van Damme, never seen it. Probably never will. <laughs> no, he hasn't been in much. Lots of TV stuff, mostly. Okay. He was really good. He was actually really good. He was one of those, uh, his character was another one of those make or break type things. Because if he wasn't as good at conveying the level of emotions, because you have to have the anger, right? But you also have to have that confidence to do what he's doing. Yep. Okay. And then at the end, for him to suddenly start to go, wait a minute, like, you're my dad. And all of this was just to get back at you, you know? And then you have that sense that he never, he was just doing what his mom wanted him to do. He never really wanted to do this kind of stuff. And he's starting to kind of go, oh man, like all of that was contingent on his portrayal. And he was great. Like, like I said, there is not a weak link in this entire movie. The only thing I would say that I didn't like was killing off Joe Pantoliano. I think that's the only thing that I would say I didn't like in this movie. Um, but I mean, I didn't. Time. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, obviously, because I love the character. Would it affect the movie? And I think, yeah, it would, because that was a gut punch. Yeah, but it pushed the kid as a hell of a villain. Yeah. Though. <sighs> It's kind of like, it's strange though, right? Because like Will Smith's like, oh, you're my son. Oh, now I got to fight them to help you out kind of thing. But I feel like there would still be a sense of him there. that would be like, you kill my fucking friend. Yeah, like, like that, that's one of those where <clears throat> it, it almost seemed a little bit too easy by the end because of it. So if they didn't have him die, everything else makes sense. So yeah, yeah, if he would have been like in a coma. And then made it woke up at the end of the movie <laughs> or even didn't wake up at the end of the movie like still in the coma yeah Wakes up in the fourth movie yeah you know because you're right like there is that aspect where it's like that's uh, uh my mentor a friend borderline family member i mean for fuck's sakes like you they was in the middle of saying like mike you gotta come over you gotta come over and see my family and kind of like the idea is like you gotta you gotta settle down and have a kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? but, yeah but yeah i guess that that would be the only thing i didn't like That'd be the only thing, and and, and it's not a take on it, though, in the sense that they don't follow up on it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you're right. Like, it's immediately like, oh, you're my son? Okay, cool. Even him going to the prison and saying, hey, I got a job, might reduce your sentence. Well, I mean, he killed a lot of freaking people, and a lot of them were your friends. I mean. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sure, he feels remorseful at the end of it, but it's still like. You still did some shit, pal. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah. it was a, an amazing. Overall, movie. overall, that little bit isn't really anything. It doesn't reduce it. I love yeah, it. it's not like all of a sudden now the movie's terrible. It's just one of those like, okay, all right, you got maybe that's something they'll touch upon in the fourth. Who knows? Maybe. 
because I have a hard time, like if they keep with the same uh, writing staff on this one with the fourth one, it's entirely possible they'll touch upon it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope. I hope the same writing team, same directors, everything. Keep it all because this was great. Yeah, don't change a thing. Everything was like, man, it was just so good. It was so good. Though, though do it as soon as possible before the new directors become Michael Bay 2.0. I, yeah, I, but to be honest, I think the way the reviews have gone <clears throat> yeah, and the amount of money it made, I don't think you'll have that issue. I, no. I think we might actually have an issue in an instance where the director's going to be like, yeah, but like really all we have to do is just kind of do the same thing, just better, like bigger mm. and better. That's it. Yeah. Pull a so, Christopher McQuarrie, bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, like that guy, <laughs> Christopher McQuarrie, I got to say like, you watch Rogue Nation and you're just like, man, this is so great. And then you go, oh, so he's going to be in Fallout. Okay. All right. So this is going to be awesome. Like, it's going to yeah. be great. And then you're like, oh, no, this is the best movie of the franchise. I don't know how that's fucking possible. Oh, wait, yeah. I watched the movie. It's amazing. Straight like, up. Masterclass, how great that movie is. So now, now he's like, seven and eight back to back. Like, now I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. I didn't feel bad for him in Fallout. Like, I was just like, man, it's going to be as good as Rogue Nation if not better. Okay, great. But now I feel bad. Now it's like, how do you top that or even equal it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so good. It was my favorite movie that year. Oh, man, yeah. Like, I'm a hey, comic I'm, kid. I'm, I'm a comic kid, and I put that on my list higher than Infinity War. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's a good thing it didn't come out with an endgame, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, but anyway, so that's that's it for me. I got nothing. That's else. bad boys for life. There it is. Mm-hmm. You want to take her out? Sure. Why not? <clears throat> so, uh, stretch those muscles. Yeah. We can be seen on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and what am I? I'm missing one. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. We can be heard on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and Google Podcast. Google Podcast. Yeah, it's been a while since I've done this. Let's, you haven't done it in a while. That's the worst one I've done in a long time. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Not bad, though. You got, you got most of them. I'm good with this one, though. So, uh, like, share, comment. And thank you all for stopping by. And just remember, you're not wearing your geek pants. You're naked like I am right now. Oh, gross.